0: Listen up, Fins fans, you are now tuned in to All in All Fins, the ultimate fans perspective podcast brought to you by your host, Nick Amparato. You know what it is, man.
1: So I just wanted to open up with a little bit of um, not some news, but something that I saw um, about Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua. And Fitzpatrick said that he is Tua's biggest cheerleader but he's also going to compete with him to get out there and, and take the starting job at quarterback. And I saw that, and I I smiled. I thought that was awesome. I, I don't like. I don't know what else you could say in Ryan Fitzpatrick's situation. And if you're a Dolphins fan, anyone in the Dolphins organization, like you've got to be smiling because you've got a a veteran like Ryan Fitzpatrick who's grinded his whole career, found some starting spots, and just did football. And he's telling this young buck who the Dolphins drafted, he's not worried about his starting job. He's going to compete with him every day to get the starting job, but he's also going to root for him every day. So I don't I don't know what else you could ask from Ryan Fitzpatrick. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was amazing uh, by him and and his leader. It just shows who, who he is as a person and shows his leadership, that he's doing whatever he can to help out this team, whether he's the starting quarterback or not. So I, I thought it was crazy. I thought it was awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's why Tua was the perfect – fit for Miami, and I think at the time, I was, like, a little upset. I can't remember who was available at the time, free agents-wise, when we signed to I mean, uh, Fitzpatrick. There was somebody available. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Teddy Bridgewater. I know it was Teddy Bridgewater, and then there was somebody else. But, you know, that's why he's perfect, because he came in here, balled out, and I'm not even going to put it any other way. He balled out last year, and now he's going to come... And do exactly what he's here for a two year deal. He's going to groom Tua and and he's going to do everything that this organization wants and any organization in the NFL would want. Because I, I think it was Thanksgiving last year, I saw somebody post a video, you know, and, and this dude's in the training facility on Thanksgiving. You know, it was like one o'clock in the afternoon during one of the games, and he's there you know, grinding, watching tape. So I think that's exactly why he came here and he's going to be the perfect bridge quarterback. Um, and we'll get a, I'll get into a little bit more, um, with Fitz later on in the podcast when we get into our topic. But, um, I mean, that's what you love to see, honestly, like, you know, he's rooting for him. He's going to, he's not going to be an Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger style that, um, openly talks about, they don't groom people that take their, their job. But, um, you know that's what you love to see
1: yeah definitely and you know Rodgers and Jordan Love it's a little bit of a different situation because Rodgers has been the quarterback you know ever, since he started and he's just been the face of the franchise where Fitzpatrick this is only his second year in Miami he's not the face of the franchise he's not the future Rodgers says he wants to play into his 40s so I could see him being a little upset about the Jordan Love pick and you know, Tua or uh, Fitzpatrick probably knew you know Tua's coming here, but he still said, "I'm I'm gonna support this guy, with everything and and compete with him."
0: Yeah, and it it's very, the best of both worlds. It very well could have been Dwayne Haskins last year. He was on the board when we picked uh, Christian Wilkins. So, right. Um, a little bit more news. I saw that Preston Williams is um he's lined up to be ready to start week one he might even play some preseason games so that's good news for the Dolphins because um the, the the dynamic of him and Devontae Parker on the outside with with um you know all the threats we have on the inside and in the new running game and the new offensive line um that'll be huge especially to um free up Parker because if Parker's the only number 1 threat on the team, you know, he's going to get double teamed now. He's he's not going to catch anybody by by surprise anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I uh, I love Preston Williams. He was he was doing really well last year up until he got hurt. Um undrafted free agent. Loved watching him in the preseason. He just he just played with everything he had and gave it his all. So I I liked him a lot and I'm excited. I'm excited for him this year and I hope he can stay healthy throughout the whole year. Just don't put him on punt returns and I think we'll be okay.
0: Yeah. I I was just going to say, we we have plenty of people that can return punts. Like, just stop it. Yeah. (laughs) Get him away from the... Yeah, I don't care. I don't care how many yards he's averaging per punt return. It's not Mm -hmm. I mean, let Jakeem Grant go back there and just return kicks. I, I get that he was... There was a reason why he stopped, but... I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Um, last piece of Dolphins news, um, Michael Thomas is a bitch. Um, he got in his feelings <laughs> on Instagram because Devontae Parker said it would be harder for somebody to catch a ball with Stefan Gilmore guarding them than it would be to guard Michael Thomas, which I agree. Um, he said that Devontae's not even in his league and he's not a first-rounder, blah, 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 which nobody cares about. Um, and I think Devontae Parker handled it well. He didn't get he didn't get in his feelings, and he didn't he didn't get too crazy. But something I did see is um, if both Devontae Parker and Michael Thomas got, which Michael Thomas got targeted 185 times last year, he had 149 receptions. If Devontae Parker got targeted 185 times, um, he would have 1737 yards. Obviously, this is you know. Based on averages, Michael Thomas had seventeen. would have 17, um, 25, or is that what he had last year? I don't think he had 1,700 yards. Um, and 13 touchdowns, and Michael Thomas had nine touchdowns. So um, I think that this year would be is going to be a big stepping stone. And if Devontae Parker balls out again this year, 2021, when the Saints and the Dolphins play, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah. I'd like to see Devontae sure. Parker maw somebody and then go hand the ball to Michael Thomas because Michael Thomas just runs slant routes and overs and all this stuff and he gets targeted a million times a a game. Like I I I'm not impressed.
1: Yeah, I mean not to take anything away from Michael Thomas because he's a very I, I think he's a very good player. Oh he did um, have
0: seventeen hundred and twenty five yards. So he so yeah, Devontae I mean, would've had more yards if he got targeted that many times.
1: Yeah. Uh Michael Thomas gets targeted a bunch. Uh, he's, Drew Brees is his favorite weapon, obviously. I don't think that's any secret. Um, you know, he's a very good player, and he, he does a really good job at at his position, and I think he's a top receiver in the league. Um, but, you know, I think Devontae Parker is also very underrated. So, uh, you know, Parker didn't get targeted as much, but if he did, I don't – I mean – I think he could put up similar numbers to Michael Thomas. I don't think he's far behind Michael Thomas's skill set, as some people might think.
0: No, I agree. Um, I don't. I, Michael Thomas and and Devonte have different skill sets, but skill wise, they're very similar. And and, um. I, I've always had like a thing against Michael Thomas because. When Jarvis Landry was on the Dolphins, him he had like the most receptions over his first three years in his career, or whatever for, for a year, and then Michael Thomas passed him. So I've always had something against Michael Thomas, um, but it's not that. It's like, dude, like you have no reason to get in your feelings over over something like that.
1: Yeah, actually, because like, I mean, it's just it's just known that Devonte Parker tore apart. Stephon gilmore twice last year so Devontae parker is gonna say he's gonna have an easier time you know tearing apart stefan gilmore because he did it twice so it you know it's not that's not i don't think he was taking a shot at michael thomas i don't you know i don't know why he got so mad i mean but Devontae...
0: but like stefan gilmore is is the defensive player of the year so yeah so, true i mean it's kind of the obvious choice
1: right Especially, you know, it's a guy in your division. You're going to take a shot at the guy in your division than you would, uh, you know, a guy in a completely different conference.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, um, let's see. Again, he had eight catches, 138 yards in Week 17 against the Patriots. So, you know, he's basically being shadowed. Um, and then he actually did not have a catch against the Patriots in week two. Did he really not? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. But like Tredavious White, he went for five 51, five catches for 55 yards and a touchdown. Um, and then the second time they met, he went for seven, 135 and no touchdown. So, um, Jesus. so, I mean, like he, these are top tier cornerbacks that he's going up against. So, yeah. Um, but today what we wanted to get into was, you know, five to one, um, players were basically most excited about who's ready to have a breakout year. Um, so I'll let you go first. We'll start at five, work our way to your number one player that you think is going to have a breakout year this year.
1: Yeah. So my number five, uh, player that I think I'm excited for and, you know, needs to take the next step is Mike Asecki. Um, You know, he had his best year last year. He had 51 catches, 570 yards, and five touchdowns. But I think he could do better. He's got the size of what a lot of teams would want at the tight end position. He's 6'6", 250. He's a big body. He's fast. He could run routes. Um, You know, I I think he's got everything. He's got the physical, and he's got the mental. Um, And I I think he's got the skill set. He wasn't getting targeted as much early on in his career with Adam Gase. But last year, he got targeted a lot more. He started making catches. So if he could if he could work on his hands uh and get a little bit more of separation and get the ball targeted more his way, I think he could show this year that he could be a a top tight end in the league and, and a guy people talk about all across the league like they do Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz and, and George Kittle. So he's 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 right up there with those guys. He's just gotta get the targets and I think if he does, he could be up there with them.
0: Yeah, I mean that he, you're, you hit it on the nose. I mean, he should be a top 10 tight end this year, and with Chan Gailey's offense, he's going to be split out. He is not going to get asked to block at all, and he's just going to be that Evan Ingram-style um, wide receiver, pass-catching tight end, and that's all he's going to be asked to do. So he, he has no reason to not um, produce this year, I think.
1: Um, yeah, uh, he he's going to be the number one target at tight end. He's going to be in the slot. <clears throat> um, you know, there's no, not really another tight end that could catch the ball that well behind him. You know, there's Smythe, but he's more of a blocking tight end. So Smythe will do the blocking, Gusecki will do the catching. And if he gets those targets, he gets that separation. He's going to put up some numbers this year. And I, I think I think that's the plan. The offense wants to get him the ball. Changeli wants to get him the ball and get him opportunity opportunity to, to catch the ball and make plays.
0: Yeah, I agree. And so my number five is Albert Wilson. Um, he took a pay cut. He's betting on himself, basically, because he could have really just took that money, stayed where he was, or got caught and went to another team. So he's betting on himself. He wants to be in Miami. Um, and he, he he really was coming off two big years. Um, his last year in Kansas City, 42 catches, 554 yards. Um, that's 13.2 yards per catch, which is... A lot. He, he had three touchdowns. And then in 2018, I know I wasn't – I am not the only one that was super excited about Albert Wilson. The, the dude balled out um, against the Raiders, balled out against the Bears. He was balling out against the Lions when he got hurt. Um, he, you know, he had 26 catches for 391 yards. That's 15 yards per catch. I mean, that's, that's kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Michael Thomas, for example, is averaging about 11. So – Um, And that's on 149 catches. So, um, you know, last year he was obviously not the – he wasn't right for the longest time. And then at the end you saw him, you know, getting shifty again and, and, you know, getting his wheels back. So if he comes back healthy this year, he's playing for another contract or playing for a bigger contract or or for another team to take a chance on him. You know, I think that this year he, you know, with this offense – this RPO style would would fit, you know, exactly what he likes to do and what can do, what he can do the best. Because, um, you know, if he gets the ball in open space, he he's gone and and nobody's catching him. So, I think that he could have a breakout year because there's really nobody pressing him for, you know, his spot on the team. So, um, especially with the emphasis that's going to be on Devonte Parker and Preston Williams, I think that. Albert Wilson is definitely poised to have a breakout year this year.
1: Yeah, I think he's got everything set up to have a breakout year. Uh, guys are going to be doubling Parker, like you said. Guys are going to be on Wilson. Guys are going to be on Gaseki because they are these big body guys, these receivers and tight ends that are big. So a guy that's going to be fast in the slot is going to be Albert Wilson, and they're going to look to him a lot, Put the ball to him in open space on quick routes. Uh, and if he can make the most of it, make some guys miss, make a big play, you know, he, he's—it's all on him. He's gonna definitely get the opportunities. It's just what he can do with it this year, and I—I I hope he does really well. I hope he plays really well, gets a contract, come back to come back. Uh, he comes back to Miami and and keeps this receiving core really solid because I like this receiving core a lot with all the guys we have. They're young, they're talented, they are good at different things, so they just mix well together uh, really well.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and I think. Um... He, th- something that Albert Wilson does good or does well for himself is he produces the yards after catch by himself a lot of times. I mean, a lot of times, if you watch the highlights of, of the Bears game from 2018, this dude was splitting defenders and and, and dropping people to their knees. So um, that's something that Miami doesn't really have. And um, it's pretty cool to watch, honestly.
1: Yeah. You know, we, we talk about Tyreek Hill, um, Albert Wilson played with him in Kansas City. He's got similar skill set, um, so you know if he could put a little bit together, you know he might. He's not going to be Tyreek Hill, but he could. He could be up there as, as a top slot receiver in the league.
0: Yeah, if he catches fifty balls for six, seven hundred yards and five touchdowns, like that's a super productive year, and he's going to earn himself a big contract doing that.
1: Oh, for sure, definitely.
0: Um, my next breakout player, I would say is is part of this backfield tandem that is really going to be toting the rock um, because I think it's going to be important for Miami to establish a run if they want to do anything because last year besides Fitzpatrick making the plays that he was making um, you know there was no running game so um, Jordan Howard and I mean if you look back at what he did when he was in Chicago I know he wasn't Necessarily that healthy when he was in Philadelphia, but his his stats when he was in Chicago are kind of crazy. I mean, he was averaging about a thousand yards a season, and he was a top running back um, with Tyree Cohen behind him. Um, but I mean, I looked at him as a as a as a top running back when he was in in Chicago. He went for thirteen hundred yards and six touchdowns a rookie. Eleven hundred yards and nine touchdowns his sophomore year, which which is good to see. He doesn't have um a sophomore slump or anything and then um you know he had a little bit of a of fall off his last year in Chicago but they were really trying to get um Tyreek Cohen re- um to ter- Cohen is it Tariq or Tyreek
1: Tariq Tyreek Cohen I think it's Tyreek Tariq, Tyreek Tariq. Tariq. Tariq Cohen yeah. um Tariq Cohen. you know
0: get him going more but he's still 252 attempts 276 250 and then 119 last year in Philadelphia. So, um, you know, he had six touchdowns, and he was averaging, averaging four and a half yards per carry. So um, the way that this offense needs to go is if if they want the offensive line to have any kind of push and in, in good pass protection, they're going to have to get behind somebody like Jordan Howard. And um, I know, um, you know, he's more of a, a power style back, but he could find himself scoring a lot of touchdowns um, being a, that power style back. So I think that he's going to have a big year. Um, I, I, I looked at him to have probably, you know, eight, 900 yards and, and probably nine or 10 touchdowns.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think this is a big year for Jordan Howard. Um, cause he started out hot as a rookie in his first few years in Chicago, like you were saying, and I, I liked him a lot. I was like, wow, this guy's going to be really good. Um, you know, then they started to split a tie with Tree Cohen, kind of fell off a little bit. It uh, wasn't healthy in Philadelphia. But I think when he's healthy and he's getting the ball and he's just running it up the middle, he's gonna. He's a solid back. I'm excited about him. Uh, a lot of people hear Jordan Howard and like, oh, he's, you know, nothing special about Jordan Howard. But I think he's a special player. Uh, he's got a great skill set. He's got great physical uh, frame. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he could do with this offense along in Matt Bareda. Yeah so my uh, number four is Jakim grant uh, you had talked about him a little bit uh, and with Jakim grant it's not in a receiving aspect uh, that I, I want him or I'm excited for him to try to step up and take the next step but it's in the it's in the return game uh, last year kick returning he had 23 kicker turns 578 yards and a touchdown um, so he did solid in the kicker turn game but in the punt return game he did not uh, he, he only netted uh, six yards from punt returns um, so and I, I think he needs to he's got he's five six he's a small guy extremely fast uh, the wide receiver room might be a little crowded you know he's probably fighting for a fifth spot uh, in the receiving group right now behind all these other guys. So I think if he wants to make a play and he wants to get in the end zone, he needs to do it returning. He needs to do better on kick returns. He needs to do better on the punt returns. He needs to get out there. Uh, He needs to – you know, we had talked about him um, not knowing the playbook, running the wrong routes. You know, that's just something that you can't do in the NFL at at a a high level. So if he's going to get the ball uh, at receiver, he he needs to put a little more time in the classroom, study up a little more. Um, And I, I'd like to see this guy get out in space a little bit with Adam Gase, uh, you know, that two years ago, Adam Gase's last year with Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant. Like what they did was just crazy. I remember watching those games against the Raiders for one. And it was just exciting watching those both these both smaller guys running around everyone, just running to the end zone on these sweeps and these. You know, Albert Wilson would light up at quarterback, and these trick plays—I thought it was crazy. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen with Chan Gailey and Flores. Um, so if he wants to make big plays, they got to get the ball to him outside in open space. But really, I think his impact this year is going to have to come in the return game. So we don't have to put a guy like Preston Williams out there.
0: Yeah, and I think they got to scheme him open. He's not going to get himself open. He's not going to really, you know, unless he blazes by somebody. But most of the time now, when he's on the field, they got to a safety that's just going to kind of shadow his side of the field and be play really deep. But, um, it's a shame because like you said, that Raiders game, um, the Patriots game, he went up and, and Moss somebody for a touchdown. Um, he actually ran somebody over and scored Mm -hmm. like a 70 yard touchdown against Kansas city at the end of the year. Um, 17 or 18. Um, yeah, it must've been 18, but you know what I mean? He's got potential, but I, like I said, I, you know, Laura, like you said, he, his his forte is going to be special teams. Um, you know, if if they can scheme him open, or you know, if he can get on the field and he can play thirty percent offensive snaps, but he scores a couple touchdowns on special teams, he you know that's what we need from him. So he need yeah, yeah. L- like you said, he ne- he needs to produce in this on on special teams definitely, and and he's electric, and and they kick they kick the ball away from him, so. Um, he, you know, his- if you have
1: him back there, uh, teams are gonna teams are gonna, you know, double double think, uh, double check themselves and and want to know if they want to kick it to him. And if they don't, you know, maybe we get the ball at the 35 every time, which is great. Um, but if he can make big plays as a punt returner and a kick returner, it's gonna do so much for this offense. If we get past the 25 to start most of our drives. It's going to help out this team. It's going to help out the offense. If he could score on special teams, um, it, it'd be great. He, that's that If that's how he wants to make a name for himself, make an impact, make a bigger impact on this team, it's got to be that way.
0: Definitely. And um, at number three, I think we both agreed um, on this one, so we can kind of just collab on this one. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and, and the reason I put him on this list is because I, I really think that he has the – opportunity to not only play single all 16 games if he stays healthy but potentially bring this team to the playoffs um so that's why i think that you know most likely you're going to see a lot of fitzpatrick this year and you should be excited about that and i know everybody talks about this like loop where he beats somebody out or he plays because james winston is um suspended and then he you know plays well for a few weeks and then he falls off and you know all this stuff but i really think that this Ryan Fitzpatrick that we have is different than the Buffalo or the New England, or i mean or the New York Jets Ryan Fitzpatrick that we saw i think that he has um, really shown that he's a leader and that he's different than he used to be i think i think he's going to um, be big time for this year and, and I'm, I'm i'm really pulling for him i wouldn't be mad if if he plays um, better than he played last year i would not be mad if he played all 16 games and two a sat the whole year
1: oh yeah I, I completely agree on that um if he comes in and he if he picks up where he left off in the second half of the year if you look at a second half of the year touchdowns interceptions the first half he threw five touchdown center seven interceptions the second half 15 touchdowns six interceptions if he comes and picks up where he left off in the second half of the year and plays like he did you know I think it's all the better for Tua. Tua gets a full year to sit instead of part of a year. Uh, This offense gets to develop. You know, it shows what Fitzpatrick can be. He's getting towards the end of his career. He hasn't really – you know, he's made a name for himself traveling around teams, playing for mediocre teams. So I think it's going to say a lot about him too. If he could get this team into the playoffs – uh it's gonna be fantastic it's gonna be awesome i am not gonna be mad if fitzpatrick starts all 16 games and he plays well because it'll it'll keep tua healthier uh it'll help him develop a little more just watching and not being put into a bad situation because if tua comes in it's probably because fitzpatrick's not doing well If fitzpatrick's not doing well the offense might not be doing well Um, so if Tua comes in he might not come into a perfect situation but if fitzpatrick plays really good uh, this year and then Tua comes in next year, he's going to pick up where Fitzpatrick left off and do a solid running offense.
0: Yeah, and, and the way he played last year was probably his second best year of his whole career. It, the, the, his best year of his career was 2015 with the Jets. He, thir- he threw um, like 31 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. He went 20 and 13 last year. But here's the big difference. In 2015, he was sacked 19 times. You want to know how many times he was sacked last year? In 15 games, and he got pulled out of um, two or three games early in the year. He was sacked 40 times. So he still threw for um, 3,500 yards. Um, he was 61% completion. He was the leading rusher on the team. Um, I mean, he like he was he was really unbelievable last year, and he was fun to watch. So. Um, I'm pulling for him. I hope that he has a big year, and I hope that he um, brings his team to the playoffs. Honestly.
1: Yeah, um, <clears> hundred percent. <throat> I think a lot will. I think he he could determine a lot for this team depending on how he plays. Um, so for number two, I've got uh, Preston Williams as my number two. Um, we had talked about him a little bit before, but I'm excited for Preston Williams. He got hurt. Um, I, I I hope he's ready for Week One, but I don't want him to get rushed back into the lineup. I'd rather have him sit out an extra week or two um, and come back healthier later on in the year. But what he played when he got hurt, Preston Williams, he played seven or eight games, uh, started seven. He balled out in the preseason. Um, in the regular season, he had 60. 60- Targets. He got targeted sixty times, thirty-two receptions, four hundred twenty-eight yards, and three touchdowns. He averaged thirteen point four yards per uh, per catch. Um, So when you look at it, an undrafted free agent. Now, if I I might, I might be mistaken when I say this, but I'm pretty sure through the first eight weeks or seven weeks it was uh, before he got hurt, he was like number one or two in. Catches by rookie receivers. I could be wrong in saying that, but am I right? That's what I had figured. Um, Or that's what I thought. So, you know, as an undrafted free agent, you talk about Marquise Brown and AJ Brown and all these other guys. No one was talking about Preston Williams, really. So he he can produce. We saw it in the preseason. We saw it in the regular season before he got hurt. And I am just extremely excited to see what he's going to do because. When he's on the field, it's going to help out Devontae Parker because teams are going to have to look both ways instead of just one. Um, he's going to get the targets. He's got the size. You got two big bodies on the outside, so it'll make the, the offense so much more dynamic when he's out there. Um, and I'm just I'm just hoping he picks up where he left off, where he left off, and just continues to play really well. He he played it in the preseason. He played in the regular season. I don't think there's any question if this guy can play, and I'm excited to see what he can do in a full year with a better team.
0: Yeah, I think, um, being that he was a first round talent, and whatever the issues were with him that made him go undrafted free agent, don't really care because um, I didn't hear of him being any trouble in the locker room, getting in any trouble outside of the program, and he was, you know, he did everything he was asked of. He uh, he was returning punts and he was playing special teams, and he was he played all preseason, and um, you know he was really the. In in the first eight games of the year, he was probably like the first the, the like highlight of the team. Honestly, he you know played with Fitz, played with Rose in every game, and and he still balled out. So I'm excited to see what he brings to the table as well. I hope he's healthy. Um, my number two though was Matt Burita. Um, the reason why he's in a contract year, um, he really got overshadowed in San Francisco. Being that there was about four running backs, and Kyle Shanahan would pick a different running back each game to get to get all the carries, <laughs> um, and I think that his skill set, more so than Jordan Howard, um, kind of fits what what Miami needs right now. He's probably one of the fastest guys in the league. He's really good receiving, um, and he can block well. So um, he's he's averaging <laughs> right around five yards per carry through his three years of his career. Um, And he's he snapped off like an 83-yard run last year, and he's a really good receiving back. I mean, he's in 2018, he was averaging almost 10 yards a catch. Again, Michael Thomas averages 11 yards a catch. So, I mean, as a running back, that's really good. He can get in the end zone. Um, Like I said, he's fast, he's physical, he's playing for something, and I really hope that he balls out because I think that, again, this offense – Really caters to his skill set, and we haven't had somebody fast like him in Miami since Lamar Miller. So, um, you know, I think I'm really excited about what he can bring in. And and honestly, Jordan Howard and Matt Burita and probably Patrick Laird are probably gonna be the three running backs. Um, like, I'm I'm big into running backs. Like, they're probably my it's probably my favorite position on the team. So. Um, I'm excited to see because, really, this is probably the best running back tandem we've had since um, Ricky and Ronnie. I, I know that Jay Ajayi and um, and Damian Williams was pretty, pretty good, but this this backfield is way, way, way better. And, and the step-up that we took from last year, whew, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about Matt Breda. Like you were saying, this guy is fast. He is fast. He ran a 4.3840 in his combine. Um, (laughs) I know in Madden, he's got a 95 speed. He's the fastest running back in Madden. Not that that really matters. Um, But he he is fast. He's a really good receiving back. He could get to the outside. He could outrun ends. He could outrun outside linebackers. Um, And you get this guy in open space in the backfield. He's going to make a guy or two miss. He's going to make some plays. He's going to break some big runs. And pair him with Jordan Howard. They are... Perfect compliments. Jordan Howard is running in between the tackles. Brader's running outside. Third down back type of thing. Um, so I'm excited for both of them to see what they could do. But they are keep building off each other and pushing off each other. Um, and it's a big year for both of them. They're both young too. is on a contract year. So he's looking to make some big plays to get paid. And Howard's, Howard's looking to show that he could be what he was Uh in Chicago. So uh, like you were saying, Breda did kind of get overlooked. I-, I agree with that, with all the running backs that they had in San Francisco, but now it's going to be him. You know, he's not going to have to fight be- with three other guys. He's just going to be splitting time with Jordan Howard. So he's really going to get the spotlight. He's going to get the opportunity. And if this guy gets past the first layer defenders, uh, see ya. Good luck trying to catch him.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and, um, you know, it's just, it, like I said, it's a, it's exciting to see what he can bring um, because he was really, you know, he was sharing the backfield with four running backs last year, and, and you really never knew who was going to go off, if it was Tevin Coleman or if it was him or if it was Raheem Moster or whatever, you know what I mean? So um, hopefully he can earn himself a, a contract and hopefully he can earn himself a contract in Miami. So, um, And then for... Um, maybe our number one is your number one the same as mine now yeah
1: yeah i i switched it just because i didn't want to take uh too much of your fire uh a few positions back
0: <laughs> oh no no that's fine um but i think that we're we're agreeing that like you know this is pretty much the obvious choice um to be at the top of anybody's list on who's gonna have a breakout year this year um and it's Devontae parker you know Especially if Albert Wilson and um, Preston Williams come back healthy. If the if we can get the running game going. If Fitzpatrick plays anywhere the way he did last year. Um, Devontae Parker has the physical skills to beat any defensive bag in the league. Um, he can go up and get the ball over anybody. There's no one in the league that can cover him. And that's why he was taken 14th overall. Um, he's fast. Like, the dude mossed somebody on fourth and whatever and took it 50 yards to the end zone. You know what I mean? Like, um, watching him last year is what I've been wishing I was watching for the last four years. So, I'm glad he got a contract. I'm I'm glad he figured out how to keep his body healthy with acupuncture and eating healthy and hitting the weight room. Um, And he's not going to get, hopefully he's not going to get these little petty injuries like a thumb injury in training camp that, is bothering him all the way through the middle of the season. Um, so just seeing what he did last year, I hope that he can, he, he can be complimented by a real offense around him and he can ball out.
1: Yeah, I I agree 100%. Um, he got off to a slow start. Um, he didn't really fit with Adam Gase when Gase was there. Gase didn't really like him at all, and I, I think if Gase was there another year, Devontae would have gotten you know, shipped off, um, but he's still here. Flores gave him an opportunity. He started out a little slow, but he, he just pounded back the second half and he really showed his potential, his true colors, what he can be. Um, and if he gets the opportunity, which he 100% is, you know, after how he played last year, I don't think there's any question in Chan Gailey or Flores' eyes that they're going to get the ball to Devontae Parker. He's a big guy. He's six He's got Preston Williams on the other side who's six five. Guys are going to be worried about him. Um, So he's going to get the opportunity, and if he stays healthy, he plays like he did last year, you know, Michael Thomas, watch out. Devontae Parker's coming for
0: you. Yeah, yeah, and I I really hope that we can see that in 2021 because um, that's crazy that he acted the way he did. Um, But tomorrow we'll come back and we'll do our top five um, defensive players post for a breakout, and then, um, you know, we got some big stuff planned. I got an interview planned for Saturday, which will probably be out Monday morning. Um, You know, so we got some big things coming and, you know, training camp can't come fast enough. So um, whatever you're listening to this on, make sure you subscribe so you know when we post. And then um, follow me on Twitter, all in all fins. And I, I hope everybody's staying safe. Fins up.